This is the Casually Molly Podcast. in life if you look for it your privileges are handed out there's some just squander the wealth i'm talking about isn't dead press dough it's currency not gave from goals 200 dollars that if you space the wrong pace to chase past mediterranean the park place all clean see what i mean yeah it ain't really green our own trees are even in slot machines there's so many taken for granted examples of affluence usually s to the usual cut we used to look down our nose at nature's computers We ain't choose it, don't deny media lies We even pursue it, now don't take this verse is me attacking you, a lot of us just do what we feel we have to do, ain't nothing wrong chasing paper But have an end goal, check your savings account But then account for your soul Alright everyone, welcome back to the Casually Molly Podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. The song that you just heard is called Better Sunrise. It is by Super Jazz from Same Difference Music and can be found on all streaming services. But enough about that for right now. I know we've had a lot of gentlemen on this new season, but right now we're shaking things up and we are bringing one of the ladies in comedy right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Give it up for my friend Lauren Peterson. Hello. Hi. <laughs> she actually looks beautiful today. Oh, I, did shit. you color your hair or what uh, happened? No, like, on? well, I had my color, hair colored, but I just put some purple shampoo in today to really get it. But you know, you when you see me, my hair is usually up. Yeah. It really is. That's um, actually really true. I don't. I don't like to. I don't know. I. It's hard. To, my hair is all always went away. But I was like, oh, well, we'll just you know let it flow today. It so. looks beautiful. Oh, thank we you. have the eyeshadow. Look at you go. Yeah. Let's just say, yeah. yeah. We got our homegirl on the market. So yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So if anybody's looking, we've got this one here. So <laughs> we got it. No, not to sell her short here. Lauren is very sweet. I really like her a lot. When actually was the first time that maybe, can you remember the first time we may have met? Uh, or? I, I mean, I think I had heard of you. Uh, not that, like, maybe seeing your name on some, you know, like. Like open uh, mic like, list uh, or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm not sure actually when we actually met. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's Maybe okay. at the funny bone, but I don't honestly remember. Me I neither. But you know what? That means that like when you meet good people and you just connect, yeah. like does yeah. it really matter that you yeah. remember? No, I, <laughs> no I, I remember a lot of, I, sometimes I remember a lot of people, but then other people, they just kind of fade into the. Yeah, they know, just fade into the yeah. ether of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, I like it. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that we met. I'm so happy we finally got to do a podcast episode together. Right. Which I'm is excited. Great. Yes, me too. Well, you are known for, in St. Louis, being one of the females in comedy. We have done a show that has an all-female lineup called The Future is Female Together a few times. It is located at the Heavy Anchor. It's a great uh, bar and event venue over in the Bevo district. Shout out to Josh and Jody who run the area. Um, the area. They run the whole Bebo district. No, yeah. that run the They run venue. that shit. They Even run the it. mill. You know what? They, they really do. <laughs> Josh and Jody, they run that shit. Yes, I like it. Uh, but yeah, so we do that together. I gotta ask, what made you decide to get into doing stand-up comedy? Well, so I've always been a person who loves comedy, stand-up comedy, uh, you know, from even an early age, um, like, 
uh, my dad was really into records, and I think I first heard a real stand-up comedy album was by Bill Cosby, but... Uh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> LOL. But it was a nice, you know... We didn't know then. We yeah, didn't we know. didn't know that. I was seven. He didn't... I mean, my dad didn't know anything. No. You know, of course. Who, I, I mean, my dad didn't either. I didn't. No one did. He, he really kept a lot of things under wraps. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I was always interested in it, and uh, I remember, you know, watching a lot of comedy, really, really interested Keep going. I'm and, just grabbing Yeah, and, uh, you know, I watched a lot of comics growing up, and I was very interested in it, but I was kind of scared to do it. And then, uh, you know, honestly, I thought uh, I got fired from a job about a year ago, and I was like, well, maybe I should try it. <laughs> Why not? And how's it been going? Pretty good, pretty good. I feel like I'm progressing. I feel like I'm doing good. You know, it's always a... It's always a uh, roller coaster of emotions because, you know, you have some good sets, you have some horrible sets, you have some in-between sets. So. Exactly. Now, I think that's what we have to get used to, too, sometimes is, like, for me personally, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'll have a kick-ass set and then I'll go to another mic and, like, bomb. completely bomb. And I'm like, then I get really sad. I'm like, oh, like, what? But then you just kind of have to roll off of it, have right. some ice cream, do your thing. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I cry. Oh, my God. Well, you know, honestly, I feel like sometimes if you cry, though, that shows that you care yeah. about what you're doing, you know? And uh, it's, I don't know, sometimes I've done that, too, where, like, I uh, I get so excited. But then, I mean, we're all human. Like, yeah. things happen. People bring you down. I mean, what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes know? I cry, and then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit that shit again. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to exp- so yeah I'm gonna prove myself yeah prove myself wrong I love that is there a uh, is there while I have you on this topic is there a favorite show that you've done that you've actually really liked or like a like a a part of a lineup that you've been a part of that you really enjoyed I mean I really liked the future is female because I think that was a really good experience one because it was you know the first night was insane um, uh, and the amount of people that showed up. And oh, then, my God. That yeah. was crazy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know what the Heavy Anchor looks like, they have a bar, and then there's a garage door that separates the bar from the event venue. And because so many people showed up to see females in comedy, and that was the very first one they ever mm-hmm. did, they had to lift up the garage door so mm-hmm. that way everybody could still see what was going on. So this place was packed. And it was a local show with local comedians. So shout out to all the ladies, and also again to the heavy anchor for doing that. Yeah, but continue. Yeah, no, I mean, and it was also cool to see a lot of different diverse comics. You know, we're all different diverse. You know, I think uh, we have different styles and stuff. And you know, uh, just working with some of my my the people that I look up to, like Meredith or Angela and Tina, mm-hmm. like the, those were cool. I know? agree. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tina Deval, Angela Smith and Meredith Hopping. They are uh, three local comedians here and they've traveled on different places in the country and they are really great. And I personally look up to them too. So yeah. I understand exactly the same feeling that you have. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, how do you, you know, so you're a lady in comedy you know, a lot of people ask me to, like, especially when my friends come to see me in a show or when I go back home to Cincinnati and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to an open mic. My best friend Dana, shout out to Dana, she'll uh, she'll come and join me. And Dana was always, like, overwhelmed by the fact that I'm, like, sometimes the only girl in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, you should come to St. Louis because there's a lot of girls yeah. that are doing, uh, they're doing comedy, which is why we're on a Futurist Female how is it being a female in comedy? Like, do you, how do you, I mean, talk about your experience doing that. I mean, since, you know. sometimes, sometimes things 
are weirder uh, than, say, a male comedian. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have uh, patrons or uh, other open micers who, who disrespect you or anything like that. But, you know, I think I've always gotten along uh, with uh, the St. Louis community, uh, comedy community, um, and uh, just been nice. And they've all been really nice to me on a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's some, um, sometimes there's douchebags and that's yeah. okay. But that's, that's okay. That, that's just life. That's just life. Oh, life is full of douchebags. I'll mm-hmm. give you that for sure. So mm-hmm. just kind of going to push them aside. That's what I feel too. Like, I feel like, you know, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like it must be so hard, like keep going and everything. And I think the reason why you can do keep going, especially being a female in comedy, is because you love doing what you do. So, yeah. And there's a lot of great women who have paved the way, which is great. Right. And I think, um, you know, shout out to the men. I think, uh, uh, you know, I think for most part, the comedy community, I would say, and, and I'm just saying there's douchebags everywhere, but as a whole, the whole comedy scene in St. Louis is very, um, very, uh, accommodating. To women. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I so, get so much support. I yeah. really love it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, Oh, not at all. Yeah. That, there, all. that there's, uh, Any... some, some kind of underlying misogyny going on. Cause oh, I don't, God, no. cause I don't think that's the case. So. I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I feel like there's been so much support. It's just always interesting to talk about because I feel the same way that yeah. you do. So we're definitely on the same page about that for or, sure. Or people who are not doing comedy, like how do you get up there yeah. or something like that? Or it's just like, as a woman, it's just like, Oh, I don't oh, know. You get that all the time. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. What? I mean, like, I don't know, man. I just, you just do it. Fuck I just, it. Yeah. I just do it, man. It's just, I don't know. Sounds good to me. Yep. Well, let's just keep doing it. Uh, Lauren is also a transplant. Uh, for those of you who have just started listening to this podcast, we are actually based in St. Louis, Missouri. I personally am not from St. Louis, Missouri. I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I ended up going to St. Louis University, the college for <laughs> for college, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I ended up kind of moving back and forth, and then I found myself back here in St. Louis, and Lauren herself is also a transplant. Where are you from? I'm actually from Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Okay. So um, about three hours south. Um, it's a big uh, touristy town. Do you know much about St. Louis or Lake of the Ozarks? Uh, no, I only went once for my friend's 30th birthday. We mm-hmm. went on like a rafting kind of trip or mm-hmm. whatever, and it was just like her family, so it was like, it was nice, and we just kind of like sat yeah. on the river and stuff. It wasn't like, like I think people have this idea of the crazy float trips, which I also have been on, but for that particular trip, it was kind of low-key, nothing oh, to worry about. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, how did, basically, I guess you started out in the Ozarks. How did, what was your journey from starting from there and coming to the city of St. Louis? Well, I think a lot of it was, so I was, like I said, I was born in Camdenton, Missouri. Shout out to Camdenton. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I will say it's, it's kind of very much the small town feel. Um, like the, the people, the population booms in the summer because of tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in it, when you live there, you know, everybody in the towns, you know, everybody around it. Um, my parents own a title insurance company. Oh, wow. And they, uh, <laughs> so they know everybody, every, like every, now it's just like my, my mom is like, oh, you know, so-and-so from high school, they just bought a plot of land. And it's just <laughs> like, so I know everybody's, I love it. Everybody's real estate in the town. Um, so 
I mean, that's cool. Um, so I was born there. Um, I was always like very uh, attracted to the big city, and I know you're like a theater person. I was yeah. a theater person too, mm-hmm. so I definitely really uh, was into uh, a lot of things that a small town don't really provide for, like gotcha. theater and. How big was your town? Well, so the size of so the size of my town growing up was two thousand. Now, okay. now, but the size of my high school was about four thousand because they would bus in people right. from the surrounding towns like Osage mm-hmm. Beach, Sunrise Beach, Max Creek. No, not Max Creek. Lynn Creek. Shout out to Lynn Creek. Um, <laughs> You're like, all these shout outs. Shout out to Lake, uh, <laughs> Lake of the Ozarks. So, so my high school was actually bigger than my town. So a lot, a lot of it was, I mean, the whole area was kind of a town in itself and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely a small town feel. Football was like a big thing. Oh, sure. I yeah. bet. Football yeah. was a, you know, they want to few state championships so football so I definitely felt like uh you know I didn't really belong because I really liked music and theater and um you know I was just I was very into theater uh uh drama uh like uh speech and debate all that stuff mm-hmm. um so I definitely I definitely was you know picked on a lot I mean I'm not gonna say like I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, I was, woe is me, but I just definitely wanted to live in a, uh, an area that was more open-minded, I guess. Sure. Absolutely. I don't, don't want to seem like I'm not digging on my hometown. I, oh, but... God, no. Like, I feel like, you know, you just wanted a little, it's not that, you know, what I always say, because, you know, Jimmy's also from a small town as mm. well. My boyfriend, he's from Foley, Missouri, which is like literally smaller than that it has 160 people that were in it so Mm -hmm. like uh what I always say too is that you not you're not taking away from your roots and your values and your upbringing you're just ooh, sorry I don't know no no that was my sprite oh great we're just having a really wild time here guys (laughs) casually wild I um I I felt like it's just more like it wasn't like he was leaving Foley to Mm. go and like forget about Foley because he still goes there and visits his parents and I've seen it I feel like it's just to expand your horizon. Yeah. So, like, you're starting out. It's just, like, getting your foundation in life. And then you're like, all right, thank you so much for this foundation. Now I'm ready for the next chapter, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, when I got out, I actually uh, uh, went – or when I turned 18 and graduated high school, I actually went to uh, Illinois State University. Okay. Go Redbirts. Uh, and uh, I'm, I actually started majoring out in theater, but then I realized quickly that I was not, I was, I don't think I could do it. I don't okay. think I could do it. And uh, I quickly uh, changed my major to political science. Um, and then I graduated in 2008, which was not a good time to graduate from college and get a job. Oh, man. So I struggled a lot. And uh, eventually, um I had a relationship uh, where uh, he and I decided to move to St. Louis. He, he is from St. Louis. Um, and I uh, started um, I started uh, 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 vet tech school uh, in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I started working and then, yeah. Started now? Working. Here you are. Yeah. I've been in St. Louis for almost 10 years. Oh, my gosh. So that's yeah. been a lot. So where do you currently live now in St. Louis? Uh, Maryland Heights. Maryland Heights. How do you like it? Good. 
Good. That's what we like to hear. Always a good feeling. We're Close like, to hey. the funny bone. Close to the funny bone. Yeah. So you can just kind of like squeeze on mm, in. Mm, I like it. Mm. Um, so you like theater. You came here. What has been kind of, I guess, the biggest adjustment of being a transplant in a city that you didn't necessarily grow up in? Oh, God. Emo style pizza. <laughs> I fucking hate emo style pizza. Just to pause, we have every city has their local pizza place. Um, for us in St. Louis, Missouri, there is a famous style called emos, and I feel like here's the thing about emos. I feel like I go back and forth on it because if I'm super hungry, I'll eat it, not a problem. But well, if that's, I'm like, that's not a good that's not a good indicator. Exactly. <laughs> But then, like, if I, uh, if I'm, I don't know, I just, it's not really my thing. I don't know. I've never been. I mean, I can eat it if I'm, like, if yeah. somebody's ordering pizza, I will eat it. Exactly. But I am not, I never get a craving for emo style pizza. I agree with that. And I, I think, I think that's one tradition that, that a St. Louis, that it's, it's, it's just a bad thing to go about. <laughs> so just basically food adjustments. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, no, I think, I mean, I think it's also, I think there's a lot of things, but yeah. that, the, well, that's the one. That the one ju- that just came to your mind for sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's uniquely St. Louis. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, you know, there's not a lot of other cities that are trying to uh, 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 basically um, give you shit on, <laughs> on a cracker and call it pizza. <laughs> And they all do it. It's not like it's not like there's one emos and everybody likes it. It's just like every every restaurant has their own has their own pizza, but it's all emo style. Yeah. So that's why I love the restaurant Pie. Shout out to Pie. Um, I love that they have like a little. They do like different kinds of pizza, um, and then they're known for the Chicago style. But on their like on their T-shirts, they say no Provel. Like it's. Like, <laughs> Yeah, pie is pretty good. Yeah. I think actually um, Barack Obama came too, yeah. and he it was like he gave me his approval on it, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I uh, I lo- I do like pie pizza a lot. What's kind of cool about them is that they do everything by their like names of their pizza or by neighborhoods yeah. in St. Louis, yeah. which is cute. So they're still giving an ode back to the mm-hmm. city. But yeah, they have, I know they've got a few other locations outside of St. Louis, which is great. When they used to have one in Cincinnati, my friend Dana and I went over there, which was kind of cool. So it was like weird ha- going to Cincinnati yeah, and, uh, and having it. But, you know, but, I mean, I'm not saying St. Louis doesn't have good pizza. It does, but it's just not Emo's. Yeah, so. Or the like. We'll, uh, we'll definitely. Uh, and I'm not changing my, I'm not changing my stance on this. I am not changing my stance. I understand if you grew up with that. <laughs> but I also uh, grew up with um, sister. Uh, instance. What? <laughs> Are you good, man? What's no, happening? No, I'm not. I'm going to say something weird and you're going to be like. Oh, I grew up with a lot of things that I was ignorant about and then I changed. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. So. That happens. <laughs> like, you do. Was there something that, like, so, like, food-wise, is there something from your hometown that maybe you miss, even though, like, you're here? Oh, yeah. Um, there's one restaurant. It's called Tres Hombres. It is uh, located in Greenview, Missouri. Um, if you've never, if you've actually, if you live in St. Louis and you have not been to Tres Hombres, it is not on the lake. It is in a little shit town called Greenview, Missouri. Um, 
between Camden and Sunrise Beach, and it has the best Mexican food in the lake. Um, and why I say that is everything's so fresh. Everything's made from scratch. There's no, like, canned mm-hmm. canned stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I it's, like it. It's good. It's the best... It's the best uh, one in the lake. Um, they're only open like three days a week during the winter, so that's kind of one of the downsides. Gotcha. But during the summer, they're even open like four days a week. They're not open that often. No, that makes sense. You know, you're just like, I feel like that's kind of, that equivalent to me is a, I, so again, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, and for those of you who don't know, there's a, we call it, it's like our delicacy, it's called Skyline Chili, mm-hmm. and what we do is you have the, the, the main chili recipe and they have a three-way and then so that was kind of funny growing up I didn't really know what an actual three-way was because I was always like oh a three-way I eat those all the time like don't yeah. worry about it I uh but yeah what they do is they put the chili on it and you can put uh spaghetti and cheese with it mm-hmm. and then if you make it a four-way like I do I put onions in it as well mm-hmm. so sometimes what I'll do is I'll make it from scratch or I'll buy now they have it you can do it in a can but it's it's not the same as like going to the restaurant and doing it but it's uh it's definitely something anytime I go home like I'm going home in two weeks and I had like a checklist of things to do and mm-hmm. Skyline is right up the street from us so I was like, that's the first thing I'm going to do. Because you can get it also, side note, you can get it on a chili dog. Yeah. And I said, that's I'm going to go right through the drive-thru. I'm going to get some chili dogs. I'm going to get some uh, Skyline to go. It's going to mm. be great. But it's funny how you remember those things. Yeah. And then it's funny when you go to a new place and people, like, for example, Ted Drew's, which is a, a frozen custard place here in St. Louis. Also overrated. I am not. I'm going like, to have everyone in St. Louis be like, so mad at me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We did warn you. It is called casually a transplant. So as a transplant, you are going to hear things like this sometimes. But... Um, I'm used to, in Cincinnati, we have graters. And graters, by the way, if you are in St. Louis and you would like to buy some, you can either buy it at Schnucks or Deerberg's. And you need to get the original, which is the black raspberry chip. It's delicious. Jimmy almost ate the whole pint, and I had to take it from him. Because I was like, I still would like some for myself. Thanks. But um, I'm just so used to that. Because, again, graters is just up the street from everything in Cincinnati. Like, there's probably nowhere you go in Cincinnati where there isn't a skyline and there isn't a graders. So when I came here, I was like, oh, Ted Drew's, but it's like frozen custard and they do like this concrete where they they flip it over and they're like, see, it's not going to come out of your cup. And you're like, oh. So I that's the thing. I'm not a frozen custard person. I'm I not either. I don't really get I'm not it. either. I actually prefer ice cream. I would just prefer ice cream. So that's why when whenever we're there, um, we had a comic come in from LA and I was like, taking him around or whatever and I was like oh I'm gonna take you to Ted Drew's as you want something sweet and I think he got the frozen custard but I got like the strawberry shortcake which was basically ice cream and strawberry shortcake which was fine by me I know it wasn't like the original Ted Drew's but that's just yeah I I can't really get on board with it either I'll go and that's a thing as a transplant I'll be supportive of you because I know that that's your lifestyle and your culture Mm. but I don't necessarily you know it's just weird like that that's that's something that people are like, oh, you got to try this. And I'm like, it's just frozen custard. Yeah. Like, I can get this a lot of other places. Have you been to other places? Like, yeah. there's a lot of other frozen custard places. Oh, this my is God. Not new Have to- you been to Jenny's Ice Cream at all? No. Oh, my God. You should. If you like ice cream, it's located, the one at least that I know that's here in St. Louis. 
is located in the central west end it is delicious Mm. like it's always packed with people understandably so but also i kind of get nostalgic like for the like just like the creamy whip place like you know like I feel like that's kind of like a nostalgic childhood thing mm. where you're just like, oh, I wish I could just go to like the Creamy Whip where you just get the ice cream and the, you just get the sprinkles. The, the, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm making a thing with my finger. Yeah, we're doing like oh, the swirl uh, or swirl. whatever. Okay, yeah. It was just like a nostalgic thing where you used to do that. And now everybody's doing all this fancy crap. And I'm like, just fuck it. Let me yeah. just have my Creamy Whip, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Isn't that, it's, isn't it technically called soft serve? Yeah, soft serve ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like the chocolate swirl if you want it. It was a, mm-hmm. uh, it was cool. I loved it. Strawberry. I get. I always got the vanilla and strawberry, mm-hmm. which was always fun. But mm-hmm. man, miss those days. Yeah. Uh, now everything's changed. Oh well. I know. I know. Everything's changed. It's... I don't know. We sound so old. We like sound that. so old. We're like everything has changed. It's all right. I like it. I uh, but that's that's honesty though. Like, and that's I, I hope we realize too. I personally, I love the city of St. Louis. I'm so happy. Yes, to live here. I love St. Louis too. Don't. But I mean, here's the thing: we are transplants. This is gonna happen where you're not. Now there are certain things that I do like about St. Louis. <laughs> I le- I I would I don't think I would. I mean, there are probably some cities that I would like to live in someday. Yeah, but, sure. But I am happy here. Yeah, okay. what is a since we are here, what is something that you've started to like here that you didn't have growing up that you were like, "Oh my god, this is so great." Mm. I mean, first of all, the the I mean, the amount of different kinds of cuisine and culture and all that stuff. Great. Yeah. I love I love that. I love that you have a you know, a host of different kinds of people and different cuisines and you can try a little cuisines. I'm of such a foodie. I hate that word, but it's it's really true. Like I love trying new restaurants. I love trying new yeah. things. Um, so I I mean, like there's a host of them. I love that you can just walk down your street and get a really good meal. Which it's, I mean, some of them are in say like the Ozarks are good, but some of them it's just like here's some fried fish and you know like yeah, it's like lake bar food. It's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a different adjustment for you're coming from, too. Like, if you come from a small town, you probably don't have a bunch of those things. But I I kind of love, like, there's an area of town called South Grand, and you can just go down South Grand. Yeah, that's where I was thinking. Yeah. And you can just get all the different types of food you want. Mm. And then um, when I was in Forest Park the other day, there was a a food truck called Seal Taco, and mm-hmm. it was, like, a Korean kind of, like, barbecue take on everything. Are you talking about Seoul Taco? Seoul Taco, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been there. I did not like it. Oh, see, I loved it. Well, but mm-hmm. you probably like Korean food. Yeah. I don't like Korean food. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like, I know this sounds racist, but I'm, like, I don't like Chinese or Japanese food. Oh, my or God. Or Korean food. Anything, I can live. Anything mm-hmm. that, anything in that area, I don't. You know, oh my God, I, like I, I don't know. I've tried it. I've tried it. I try to like it, but I can't. I just love egg rolls so much. I like literally, I when I order any Asian food, I'm like, oh my God, just throw in the egg rolls. I'm ready to go. Sign See, me I up. I can take or leave the egg rolls. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 I love it I so mean, it's much. not, like I said, I it's not, um, I don't know. It's just, it's something with like the amount, it's the spice, the certain spices. Now, I do like Thai food. I like, do like Indian food, mm-hmm. but... That's that's kind of it. So, 
in the future, we will not be going to restaurants with uh, <laughs> with Asian food for Lauren. That's yeah, cool. No big deal. But yeah. we'll go to the, we'll go to a Thai place. It'll be yeah. great. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I'm I'm open to like trying new things, but it's just like you know, I don't know. One time, um, an ex took me to Drunken Fish, and I'm like, can I just have a bowl of lettuce? I don't think I can like anything. Oh my god! I see. Know. I love sushi. I know. I love it. But Jimmy is not a big sushi person, so. Right. <laughs> He's like, eh, you can do that. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll like, that's cool. No biggie. And I, I think I like, um, I think I, I like the Blues. I'm not really big of baseball fan, but I like the Blues. The blue, well, the Blues, the hockey team. Well, they took the Stanley Cup yeah. last year, so yeah, that's I'm pretty. I'm down with it. Yeah. I, and hockey's the one sport, I don't know about you, but it's one, one, one of the one sports I like to watch uh, purely for the uh the the adrenaline rush it is of, it is a very adrenaline rush game and yeah. just like looking at the very sexy men in their sexy uniforms. well that helps too if yeah. you're good looking and you play hockey thank you i um yeah no and i i feel like hockey is a lot of fun especially when you have the city together like it was because we yeah. were doing so well in the division so that was also very exciting. I get it. And I uh, that's kind of what I miss every time I do go home. I'm like, oh, if we only had, like, a hockey team. Let me tell you what, Cincinnati. It'd be really cool. Yeah, and I really like uh, living here with, uh, you know, I know that it's one of the lowest cost of living cities. So yeah. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like, uh, you know, being able to drive um, and not, you know, have a two-hour, you know, sometimes yeah. you have a two-hour traffic jam, but it's not. Traffic isn't as bad as some cities. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. Um, that was, makes sense. How was driving in Cincinnati? It's about the same. It's about Cincinnati the same. and St. Louis don't have, like, a huge difference, which is why it wasn't a huge culture shock for me when mm. I first went to college here. Like, some people are like, oh, my God, you're from Ohio. And I feel like it's because these stupid movies are like, oh, she went, like, she was in the city, and then she went back to her hometown in Ohio, and they're always, like, on some farm. Yeah. And I'm like, you have obviously never seen Cincinnati. I was like, it's... It's basically the equivalent to St. Louis. Like, St. Louis has some rural areas, but then we're, like, yeah. the city part of Missouri. Cincinnati is, like, the city part of Ohio, and then, like, there's a lot of rural areas. And then you have, like, Columbus and Dayton and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, too, is, like, you know, when you move to a new city, you have to, like, curate new relationships. So how has it been for you kind of adjusting, like, especially being from a small town, you kind of know everybody, you kind of have that, like, that comfort level when you're moving to a new place you kind of have to go outside the box with that so yeah. how has that been I mean I think it's really depend on you know people that I've worked with um, but honestly really being in the comedy scene has really helped uh, my social circle and just having that kind of mm-hmm. thing because um, I didn't really have that before like I had you know friends here and there that I worked with or yeah things, but it wasn't ever like you know, it wasn't like a whole circle, but it's like with the comedy scene, you see people every single week. You know? Yeah, and you're you're cur- you're curating those relationships with them. Yeah, so, so I totally it's, feel the it's same nice. Way. I agree. I it's absolutely nice. agree. Nice. I uh, I was like when I first started comedy, I was like super depressed. I was like, oh, like I need to like figure out what I want to do with my life, and then I ended up like going to all these open mics, and I'm like, oh my, thank God for comedy because now right. I've like met people right. and I'm doing you, shows because and- you always. Yeah, you all. It's nice to have a social circle, independent of um, like previous relationships or um, work. Yeah, that's just your social circle. That's not anything um, 
that's it can be like permanent you know, like you can lose mm-hmm. jobs you can lose relationships with comedy you know as long as you keep going to mics yeah we're gonna know you yeah absolutely i'm i'm right there with you yeah well speaking of um knowing <laughs> we're uh talking about like going and meeting people we're actually going to talk about a topic which just requires you to sit on the couch which leads to our next segment what have you casually streamed lately so lauren i'm gonna have you tell me what have you casually been streaming lately in the past week months doesn't have to be today tomorrow whatever well there is a little program that has really uh warmed my heart um it is called love after lockup oh yeah my parents are obsessed with this i was telling yes. you about this yes yeah. yes um it is where uh men and women um are uh, uh, communicating with inmates and then they kind of follow between like when around the time that they're about to get out mm-hmm. to like after they get out. Yeah. So they kind of documented that and that is super fun to watch. Uh, the one that all that I'm like, honestly, I don't know how this is going to down, down and I'm honestly scared that this lady or her children are going to die is the one lady who is talking to two inmates. Oh, my God. She's engaged to one. Oh, my God. And then she, like, when they were fighting, she reached out to this other inmate, and they started <laughs> getting uh, together. And then the uh, the the one that she's cheating on him with, uh, he got out, and they had, like, a little fling or whatever. And then... Like, two weeks before, like, and then they kind of went their separate and kind of were, but were still communicating. And then she went back, thankfully, while the fiancé is still incarcerated what? and told him. But he's like, it's well in two weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude. And she's got kids and, man. Wow. That sounds intense. And Love she's, after lockup. All right. <laughs> and she's like... Like, uh, she's a cam girl, which no no shade to cam girls, but she has really been happy with the plastic surgery, but she... Wait, what's a cam... Like, a webcam girl? Yeah. Or, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, no thing, but she definitely has, like, lip injections, and so she says her fiancé's name, oh like... God. Like, instead of... Uh, John, it's Sean. She's like, it's Sean. <laughs> like, because her lips, lips are, are so, so injected. <laughs> yeah, it's not like even a, like a, it's not like a disability. Like, right. it's because of the injections yeah. that she's been, it's self-inflicted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's really funny. Um, And then uh, I did watch, uh, we were talking about, because it's kind of on the same level as like uh, 90 Day Fiance. Which oh, is, I love 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I will say like, you know, uh, I really do like uh, Le- Love After a Lockup because I feel like um, in that way, because they're buying American, they're mm-hmm. staying domestic, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> with, oh, my God. With 90 Day Fiance, they're going out, they're outsourcing um, their uh, insanity. And I... <laughs> God, I love it. <laughs> and I, I, I do, like, on one level... I don't kind of get the inmate thing, but I kind of get the travel thing because I feel like I would, I would want to get go over there for like free healthcare. I mean, like I'm yeah, I'm right. Like, bye. bye. Yeah, so that's ninety days the other way. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the other way. I've been watching the other way. The other ninety day fiance uh, 
the domestic ones, sometimes I just, I don't know, like they get so annoying and it's just, it's too much. Well, that's what I was saying too. So, um, you know, I talk about like my obsession with trashy reality TV. Mm. Like I'm like, oh, I look like that girl who watches it. And that's like 110% correct. Like, and my parents do too. And I think that's probably where I get it from. And it's like kind of cute because like, that's how we bond. And so anytime I call them, they're like, oh my God, we just watched like love after lockup. And like, they get so into the story. And then the same is with 90 day fiance and with the other way you're like that kind of like blows you away that the americans are flying over there because i think they had to change it up eventually so they're Mm -hmm. like all right we're having so many people come to this country we need to show what it's like to go Mm -hmm. somewhere else but it's like kind of crazy to me because (laughs) i'm just like these people are in like the majority of course there are like the good love stories where Mm -hmm. like there are people like there's always that one couple who's like the staple yeah but they were all in like season one oh my god they they were like in season one and two and then after that it was like fuck this shit the the weirdest one that i saw i forget what season it was in but it was uh at least for me it made a huge impact was like that like 70 year old guy with like that young 18 year old girl it was Whoa. like it was so gross like jimmy's like he's disgusting and yeah. I, I was like i mean you're right like what is I it though it. i want to talk to you about this okay it's okay so talk i've me. noticed this with uh it's it's happened on 90 day fiance um uh like the other way and then the other one was 90 day fiance what is it with Middle Eastern guys and big white women? Oh, my. Oh, okay. So here, just to give some clarification to what Lauren is referring to. The one story that I remember vividly was that, man, she was from Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> Literally, this is why people think these things. All right. So not from Cincinnati. But I forget. Do you remember what her name was? Uh, the, the she, big girl, she was like 21 and she was like. Yeah, no, I, this I, was I, the mom with those three kids. <gasps> yes, oh, yeah. The, the original. And oh, that, that was, was crazy. crazy. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was nuts. So she's like, oh, I fell in love with this. Oh, my God. I shouldn't even be laughing. No, but, like, but they're all. It's so ridiculous. Like, I, I guess she like went through a lot with her first husband and with the kids and everything. And so she finds like this guy who like. This is what this show, unfortunately, kind of reveals is that it's such delusion. Like, she's like, oh, I met Muhammad and it was it was such an ego boost. And, like, clearly this guy is an asshole and, like, using her to the T. But Mm. she's so, like, involved, which leads into the one I'll talk about how the other show that I'll talk about how I casually stream that. But she, like, believes this, and she spends all this money, because people don't realize when you are um, marrying somebody from a different country, (laughs) like, you are responsible for their visa for the next 10 years. So, I mean, obviously, it's great for people who have stuff that, like, work out, but for people who don't, like, and I feel, like, what makes me upset is it makes people who actually, like, are in love with somebody else, like, look bad, like this lady did that. Mm -hmm. And she, like, brings him over. And this guy could have been her son. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he's too young for you. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. But, yeah, it is kind of a thing. It, like, in yeah, the newer season, all... yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then, yeah, the um, one girl who was, she was bigger and she was, like, 21 and uh, she was, uh, like, white and like she was dating this moroccan guy and he just like says i wish you go to the gym oh i remember that too my dad was like (laughs) so my dad is like one of the nicest people ever he like 
put himself I'm through like, school with football and everything. So to like see all American guys, when he saw that, he was like, what the shit is this? I have no idea. I was like, I don't know, daddy. I, have no idea. Uh, I mean, like she was kind of, she was kind of nightmare, not because she was fat, but no, she, she was, was just, just a nightmare, nightmare as a person. Yeah. But I'm just as like, what are you, why are you putting yourself, like Moroccan guy, why are you putting yourself through well, this? Well, that was also the thing too, was that there was not, they were not culturally connecting. Like mm-hmm. basically to give a background on her, she, she had a kid, which mm-hmm. is like totally fine. Not a problem. However, <laughs> like, she's like, I can't get a date. I can't. So she finds this guy in Morocco and she's like flying to see him. But it's like kind of sketchy because like we're not really sure where this relationship stands. And in Morocco, like you can't have a public display of affection in public. And so she's like throwing. It's so gross. She's like throwing a fit in the street. She's like, you won't even touch me. You won't even love me. And he's like, but it's my culture. Like, we're not supposed to be doing this in the street. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing. But also, it's like. It's so weird. I don't know. I think that guy is gay because he's like a gym rat. And, you know, in. I traditionally. Yeah. In traditionally Muslim cultures, like, you're not allowed to be gay. So it's like, I'm probably. They were like, oh, you know. Oh, I forgot his name, but I, uh, I forgot I his name, but like, oh, you know, you should get married. He's like, okay, well, I guess I'll have, try to find woman, and I'm, I didn't, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'll just try to find the one woman that, I don't know. It's weird. It, the whole, the I don't whole know. thing is really I don't know. Strange. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very strange have, show. Have you got to brace yourself Have you sometimes. seen the, the, on the other way, it's like, Oh God! <laughs> Aladdin, or his, his name is Aladdin. Oh, I haven't seen this. But one, his it's no. literally the name. His name is Aladdin, and uh, he is. She wants to move over there. I I don't know where he's from. He, he might be in Qatar, which is like, you know, whoa. Uh, <laughs> wow. I just don't uh, even know where that's on a map, so I don't know if I that should even is, be commenting. That is next to Yemen. Oh, wow. Okay, so, I do actually know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's yes to Yemen. Um, so, uh, big difference. Um, and, uh, but, oh my God, he is gorgeous. Like, I understand why she would follow him, because he looks like, mm-hmm. he looks like Aladdin, you know. And, so, you he know, actually looks like, like Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, looks like yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, he looks so hot. And uh, she's like 60 and big. Oh, Wow. I, I, I haven't seen it, so that's why I can't comment on this, literally. Oh, and she, I don't know. It's it's so weird. Because, um, I, I mean, I think the guy is gay, too. Because it's like, why would he? I I have to see it to know. But, who, who you know, honestly, the world is such a strange place. Lauren, who even knows? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. know. Am I kind of sounding culturally insensitive? I don't no, want to. I don't think so. I don't think so. I just haven't seen it, so I can't. I just knew the first one with that lady from oh, Sandusky. She, she was that a was actually case. that was that was actually horrifying. Yeah, the that whole was thing sad. was very weird. It was sad, but like, like he was Muhammad was obviously awful. Like this guy was a user. He was a he was bag. like cheating on her. He was using her for money. It was just not very good. And then on top of that, she was kind of a basket case and was like throwing herself around and like complaining they weren't having enough sex. It was, like, whole thing was just very weird. So I know where you're coming from, for sure. <laughs> the whole thing was just very strange. Not for me. Here's the lesson, is, like, when I am 60, I'm going to know now to not trust 
any young guys on the internet. Oh. They are not... I don't even trust anyone on the internet, which leads to the show. So I um, I have a Hulu account, mm. and they have the new season of Catfish. Oh, okay. And that's where, speaking of people trusting online, I get such a kick out of it. So I loved the documentary Catfish. And then when they started doing the show, my best friend Dana and I, who grew up together, we would always be like, I would say, like, I was Neve and she was Max. And, like, Mm. we just, what I think is just, it's just kind of probably why we watch, like, things like 90 Day Fiance or Love After Lockout. It's just the psychology Mm -hmm. of people. Like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, how what what got you from point a to point b and there's never a straight line there's Mm. just like all these different like places and feelings and um i i just get blown away by the fact like well the it's still on it's still on which means that people are still it it, like people still haven't learned because even jimmy was like there's another season i'm like and it's also new things like you can now that like technology is so crazy you can be even more of a catfish at a whole other right. level. Like you can do it on you like you can reach somebody on live video or the whole thing is crazier. You can take like somebody's videos from their Snapchat and send them on yours, like you're sending it. It's so it's, up, it's so fucked up. Like I um and it's getting weird because now that we have Instagram, Instagram changes the whole game because now if you see somebody like you can you can buy followers so mm. you're like oh this is legit and there's a check mark and yeah you can buy followers like when in reality it's like maybe somebody's assistant is running something it's crazy mm-hmm. but um the most recent one i watched took place with these two girls because they're lesbians um and neve was with like a guest host named Tallulah, mm-hmm. and she is the daughter of bruce willis and demi um demi moore and it was interesting to see this girl's like, you know, I've talked to this girl named Faith and they flew out from like LA or whatever into this like snowy New York, Staten Island. It was just really messed up. And this girl that was dating the girl who was talking to somebody on Catfish, basically, she even though she knew this girl was talking to somebody on Cat on, online, she's like, I'm going to stick by her and show her, like, I'm here for you, I'm here, and you're like, wow, like, I really feel bad for this Sammy person, because this girl's treating her like shit and talking to somebody online, and, like, I would never, like, stay or do anything like that. Well, at the end of the episode, this girl, like, goes, the Sammy person was like, oh my god, it was me, I made the fake account, like, mm. I knew you were cheating on me, so, like, I wanted to, like, kind of find out, and then I found out, but then, like, I wanted to show you, like, this is me, and I'm going to be really great for you. Mm. And it never works out. Like, you're like, uh, no. But there was this one guy who was on it, and he kept getting messages from this girl, and it turns out it was, like, one of his best friend's sisters. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they're dating. Like, it, The whole thing is totally... Yeah. Well, I, I've been watching Ghosted, uh, which is kind of like Catfish. It's what is that? Yeah. It's about it's about people who ghost people, and then they find the people that ghosted them and what? ask them why they ghosted them. I'm like, I do not like the concept of the show. I've ghosted so many people, oh and they God. have ghosted. Like, why do you want to know? Why like, do you want to know? Why do you... Who, who gives a shit? Here's the thing. I Sometimes you do have to ghost people, though. This is I'm, kind of off topic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I, I've done but that. But then, can you imagine, like... Someone coming no. to you with a camera crew and be like, "Look, we were on this show, and they want to know why you ghosted them." And I'm like, "See, that is a little much. Now, that's that's insane. That's insane. Like, here's the deal. Like with catfish, like, I understand that people get so emotionally involved online today that like 
you put your like it's true like people are so even even it's crazy when these people are like I thought I was talking to Chris Brown and it's clearly like not Chris Brown yeah but you almost feel kind of bad and Jimmy's like oh like you have such a good heart it's disgusting but I I I, I feel bad when people are like you know they've been through such traumatic events that that's why they think they're talking to Chris Brown, as crazy as it sounds. And, like, of course, we're normal, and we're like, girl, you're, you are not talking to I mean, normal is Brown. a loose term. Nor- loose term. Normal in the sense that Lauren and I would know if we were talking to Chris Brown or not. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, it's, it's just insane to me. But that's a little bit different. Like, if somebody's just not talking to you anymore and you're not getting the hint, like, that's, that's crazy. Which, is that on MTV? Yeah. It's right after Catfish. I'm going to have to look this up because I don't think I got my Hulu account. Now, I mean, some of them are, like, more about friendships and stuff, and I kind of understand that if you have a long friendship. Oh, that's a little bit different, yeah. You know what? I just got to look at the show. So here's the thing, guys. Watch Love After Lockup, 90 Day Fiance, and 90 Day Fiance the other way, Catfish, the new season, and Ghosted. Those are what we're casually streaming. Um, Lauren, what I also want to kind of conclude with, too, we're talking about you being a transplant here. For people who are kind of, you know, everybody has a story about people, you know, moving to different places or maybe people have moved a lot. And we all kind of had that concept of wanting to try to find home, Mm -hmm. I guess. What would you tell people who are trying to settle themselves in a new city for they're not from trying to curate relationships with people? What would be your advice to them? Um... Well, I would say try it out because you don't know if you're going to like it. Like, I moved to other cities before, and I didn't really like them, you mm-hmm. know? So I, you know, sometimes – and it's not it wasn't the people. It was just certain things yeah. about the city, you know? Yeah, sure. So, you know, try it out. Be open-minded. Um, know that when you're getting established in a city it's gonna take a while to really cultivate relationships or just cultivate life in general um i don't know what else yeah where did you live prior to here uh philly oh philly i've never been so yeah yeah that's all right but that's the thing i feel like and that what i'll say too being a transplant into st louis when you first move somewhere, it also relies on your stages of life as well. Mm-hmm. Like when I was first in college, everything was like, you know, you think about your problems in college to your problems that you have, like, or even yeah. if you didn't go to college, even in your early, your 20s. like early 20s, whatever. Everything is a very different problem than when you start to get into your mid to late 20s. Um, being not that I'm trying to. First of all, I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to be like, oh. Now, how old are you? 28. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I am not trying to import, like, I have all this wisdom and, like, you should take exactly what I said. But I feel like when I was, like, 19, I was a firecracker. And I was, like, telling people off right and left. And I was like, fuck oh, I you. Could, oh, fuck I could see this. That. Fuck my life. Bye. Oh, I could see that. And then I got, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then as I got older, in my, as I started to reach my mid to late 20s, you start, like, kind of soul searching because everybody was like getting married and like doing and buying houses and all this stuff and I just wasn't ready for that point in my life and a lot of people in Cincinnati all my high school friends were doing that Uh so when I moved to St. Louis I was a little depressed because I was like I don't know where I'm going like I'm back in my old neighborhood I had I had left St. Louis prior because I had worked I don't know I just worked myself to death and then I was in a relationship 
I shouldn't have been in. And so I kind of had to go home to my parents to mm. rejuvenate my energy. Mm-hmm. But then I came back and I was depressed and then I found comedy. And mm. now I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine myself in a better place now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes it takes certain adjustments mm-hmm. to get to where you need to be. So. Right. Right. How old are you though? I'm sorry. I didn't even answer. Yes. Yes. I was about to say, are you like, you know, 29 and fine? I'm 34. 34 and fine. That's good, too. Yeah. 34. Uh, Hot on the floor. I can't even come up with anything right now. I don't. don't. Yeah. No. No. But it's it's good. It's good. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I started doing comedy earlier. I will say that. But. Yeah. You know, I. That's one of my biggest regrets, but. Oh, no. I I feel like sometimes you think that, but then I'm like, ugh, like I think about my energy then. But I was also writing plays and stuff early on, so I feel like every... This is going to sound so fucking cliche, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Like, oh, I, yeah. uh, I feel like, you know, you found comedy at the right time in your oh, life yeah. when you needed it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same for me as well. So fuck yeah. Um, Lauren, before we go, we're mm-hmm. actually going to do our last segment before I ask you what you're up to in your life. We put on the timer for four minutes mm-hmm. and we basically go back and forth about um, how lot. Let me see here. What we have given up. What the fuck, guys? I can't talk today. What we have ha- what we have given up on during the week. So it could be like laundry, bills, vacuuming, a person, the weather, whatever you think within these four minutes that you want to talk about. It's called the casual rumble. We're okay. going to rumble about All right. It. I guess you go. go and I'll go first, and then you can go after that. Okay. Um, I am really tired. I work at a hotel by day. I'm a supervisor. Um, I'm really tired of people calling me and... <laughs> When they're like, hi, I'm looking to stay at your hotel. And I ask them what dates they want to stay with us. And they go, I don't know. And then I can't book you a reservation. And then you get sassy with me. And you would be surprised how much this happens. Also, I'm really surprised on how many adults don't know how to flush a toilet still. Because every time I go to make sure our bathrooms are clean, there's always a toilet that's not flushed. So what the fuck, people? Find out what dates you're going to travel on and flush the toilet. Uh, okay, I have given up. Is this just like a rant thing? Yeah. Okay. I have given up on... <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of shit. I mean, I, I've, I know people on the internet can be idiots. I get that. I just I don't understand why people are coming for, for Ellen DeGeneres for sitting next to George W. Bush in a football game and laughing with him. People are coming for Ellen for, I don't know, they they, sprang, uh, they shared a selfie together. And yeah. people are coming for her. And I'm like, like, everyone, I don't know, I've read these comics where it's just like, well, she was, you know, a big trailblazer in the 90s and now a celebrity has caused her brain and she's not for gay rights anymore. I'm like, Whoa. she, no. shut up. Fuck you. She, <laughs> she, just because you don't remember the 90s didn't mean, like, she wasn't a trailblazer. She came out when nobody else came out. So mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. It's true. My grandmother and, loved Ellen. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. don't you dare come for Ellen. Yeah. Are you also... I'm also kind of tired that I'm never hydrated enough. I feel like all I'm doing is just drinking water all the time. Well, do you have kidney issues no oh. i just am like i feel like all the time i'm just thirsty so maybe i should look into that i i have kidney issues so. oh wow no sorry to hear that it's i hope right. everything's good yeah i mean i mean they're fine 
They're fine. They're fine. You know, LOL. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. I mean, like, yeah, I get thirsty a lot, so. Yeah, a... I know. I'm trying. I've also cut out beer. I've casually given up on beer. I think I said that in the last episode, but no more beer for Molly. Mm. Trying to get those calories off so uh-huh. I can uh, get back to the hot body I once had. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've i also given up on, um, oh, golly, what was it? Oh, I always feel like when I do laundry, always some of my socks go missing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, oh, let me just randomly match this one pair of socks with this other pair of socks because, LOL, I don't know where the other sock went. So rest in peace to all of the other matches of socks that I, I try to buy the same brand of socks mm-hmm. every time. Oh, so nice. So they always have a pair. Sometimes so it smart. Do- yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. But, you know. All right, we've got nine, eight seconds here. Anything else you can think of? Mm. Uh, we're good. We ended that. Sorry. That's all right. I couldn't think of anything else either. We got the casual rumble out. Rumble with us by casually liking, subscribing, and reviewing the Casually Molly podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, Google Play, your Apple podcast app, iTunes, and Podbean. Where can we find you on social media? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, on Lauren, P- or sorry, ha! on Instagram, you can find... Oh, actually, Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Lauren P. Comedy underscore. Cool. Sounds good. I follow her. You should, too. Oh, I keep forgetting. Don't forget to follow the Casually Molly podcast on Instagram, so that way you can be updated on all our future guests, as well as things that are happening with the podcast. What are you going to do now? What do you kind of casually do now, Lauren? What's what's your what's in your life? Uh, I'm probably going to go grocery shopping. Well, have a great night, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will casually see you next Sunday. Have a good one.